0: Hi, everyone. This is Pastor Craig. Thanks for joining us for another Mill Creek Podcast. And today should be a really interesting one, I think, because we're going to talk about the sound system, which is something that everybody hears every Sunday. So what we have, um, I think, is a good discussion with two people today. One is Ricky Dawson, who is the head of our worship ministry, our music ministry, and sam niemeyer who's our sound and tech deacon hi guys
1: hey how's it
0: going (laughs) going great um i'm gonna i'm glad that you guys are friendly guys because i'm gonna ask you rude questions about the sound system which might be in the back of some people's minds probably not but uh, we're talking about we're talking about changing our sound system and one of my questions is, why? Why now? It's not a budgeted expense. Why don't we just wait for it to break and then fix it?
1: Well, I mean, I think the, the question, I mean, even in the way you just posed the question, it, it that's doesn't that sound quite ridiculous that we would wait until it breaks? It's already broken once in service. <laughs> <laughs> and we have been putting band-aids on it also besides the fact that it actually distorted sound in service the thing that bothered me the most is i'm on stage and i'm watching all my sound people get up leave leave their families where they're sitting completely de- de- detach themselves from whatever worship they were they were engaged in to now try to put out another fire for a system that constantly has fires. So for me, other than just fixing the technology, it's not setting my volunteers up to constantly be running around putting out fires. It's embarrassing to them. Um, And then everybody just thinks that, oh, the sound people are doing something wrong or, uh, wow! Somebody sounds really bad on stage, or I can't hear the keyboard, and so it, it just it ends up looking bad on volunteers who work really, really hard. Um, and then, of course, for the congregation, uh, it's so distracting. It's so distracting for a for a speaker in the center of the room to to. Begin to sound like a busted car speaker in the middle of worship service.
0: Okay. Well, Sam, how about you? I I'm generally looking the other way toward the stage. I don't see the sound, guys. I don't know if you feel embarrassed. I don't know how hard you're working. Uh, what's it like for you and your team?
2: Yeah, I would I would definitely reiterate some of the things that Ricky has said. Um, additionally, it you know whenever you're not active excuse me, actively serving on a Sunday, it's it's nice to be able to sit down and just worship and listen to uh, the sermon that's going on. And if there's issues, then you can't do that. You have to leave your family and you have to you know spend the rest of the service that you're planning on attending, going and making sure the service can continue. And I would also add from a practical standpoint, let's say our speakers broke on this Sunday. Um, it's not reality that we could have a new set by the following Sunday, installed. So that's just impractical to expect something could be working and ready to go for the next service.
1: And it's also, okay. I want to add to that. Sorry, Craig. It's also it would be poor stewardship to let it break, and because we we would we would need a sound system of some sort in the room, uh, and and someone would say, well, why can't we do it without microphones? Well, we have folks who who don't come to our worship services in person, who watch online. And we wanna be able to share the gospel in that way. Many of the visitors who come here on a Sunday morning, the majority of them have been watching our services online for a month before they ever come. It it really becomes our front door. In a lot of ways, people aren't just visiting churches that they've never um. Facebook stalked before, right? And so um, uh, technology is just a part of our a part of our life now and it would be poor stewardship to let it break and then we'd be spending extra money trying to bring in something temporary until we could get something permanent. and so we we've been spending everything we're going to spend now to fix it plus getting a uh, a temporary system. And that'll just be really poor way to spend our money.
0: Yeah, so it's not like my car waiting for something to fix, to get broken, taking it in, getting it fixed overnight. Really? It's a it's a long process. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks for that. And I imagine that when we do get it fixed, that we're going to. I've heard that we're going to try to upgrade the sound a little bit, upgrade the system. Um, is that really necessary? I mean, it's plenty loud to me.
1: These questions are. <laughs> So it's not, it's not a question of loudness, right? So um, first of all, our speaker configuration in the room is, actually doesn't work for this space. Our space, excuse me, our space is really wide. And the way that our speakers are directing sound creates some spots that are really loud, really loud, uncomfortably loud, some spots that are really quiet, some spots where if you're sitting on the side of the stage where the acoustic guitar is playing, if they're just finger picking lightly under a prayer, the person can't even hear the the prayer coming through the worship through the the sound system because there are dead spots all over our worship center. Um, also, it's it's again it's not an issue of loud; it's an issue of frequency. Um, sometimes people say, "Oh, this is so loud," and it's because. And and I'm not I don't I'm not saying that they're wrong. What I'm saying is I want to translate what they're saying and better understand it because I know more about the science of sound we could actually not saying that we're going to do this but we could actually play our music louder if we had a better sound system that was not putting out harsh frequencies so sometimes people are feeling something uncomfortable and the best way they know to communicate it is it's too loud when really we're, and I know this is going to sound crazy. We're probably just a few decibels higher than a hairdryer. Um, but it's frequencies that are cutting through that are painful. And I've experienced that in our worship center. Uh, when we when we uh, were when we did our outside service, this can happen with any system. When we did our outside service during Jeremy's sermon, it was painful for the first 10 or so minutes until the sound folks. Um, worked it
2: out. So, Sam? Yeah, um, and I would like to specify a little bit on the, some of the things you're saying. Absolutely, there are some painful frequencies going on um, just due, on, due to the configuration and the placement of the speakers. Um, specifically, you might have noticed in some places there's more subs and that's because of how we have our subs placed and there's overlapping frequencies there.
1: Could you, could you subs define all? subs for yeah. us? Yeah.
2: The speakers on the grounds are are the subs. So we we need to reconsider our placements for those. And Um, they put out
1: low sound.
2: Correct. Yeah, those those are going to put out your lower frequencies, maybe like your kick drum and bass guitar and some of the sounds that you might feel instead of hear. Um, And so based on that placement, there can be some very uncomfortable frequencies just a few seats away from somebody else. Um, You could be sitting in the same row and the person next to you could be uncomfortable. So
0: the same thing can happen for the speakers that are being flown, as well as the speakers on the ground. Yeah. Um, somebody might have the question that they've been coming to Mill Creek for a decade, and it hasn't sounded that bad. Now maybe it does, but has anything changed?
1: Yes. So uh, we we have changed a few things. First of all, we have upgraded our soundboard. We have moved from an analog board to a digital board, which I won't explain what all that entails, but we've changed that. Uh, The technology, uh, so technology changes, uh, as everybody knows, right? So in 10 years, technology is going to be different. 30 years ago, everybody wasn't walking around with smartphones in their pockets, right? Our smartphones have more technology in them than the than the space, spacecrafts that went to the moon years ago. So technology changes. And so we used to have stage monitors on the stage and they, they looked like little black boxes. And that was so that the musicians could hear what was being played because the musicians are actually behind the speakers. We can't hear what's coming out of the speakers. So we have to have our own speakers or our own way to listen on stage. Well we have, sound has just moved away from stage monitors. Some folks still use them, but sound has really moved away from stage monitors to in-ear monitors. So that's what those headphones or earbuds you see folks wearing on stage where we mix our our own sound. What that means is everything that's happening on the stage we create we create a, a mix of that in our ears. So I can hear as much piano as I like or as little piano as I like. I can hear as much myself, et cetera. So what that does, the benefit of that is it eliminates stage volume. Except for accepting uh, for acoustic things like acoustic guitar or kick drum, um, you your own so all of that volume is gone, and that's so helpful to our sound folks who are trying to mix the room. So when we used to have six different floor monitors and eighty decibels coming out of each monitor, eighty decibels of sound hitting hitting the musicians. Um, first of all, that's unhealthy for our hearing because that monitor is only on one side. We're, so our one ear is getting blasted with 80 decibels. Um, and that's just sometimes that's what placement allowed. So that was unhealthy. Now we can not only eliminate stage volume, but we've got mixes in our ears that we can play both ears so that's more healthy and we can play it way lower than 80 decibels. So, but but what happened then is you removed those stage monitors and now you have 80 times six less decibels in the room. And those, those monitors were bouncing off that back wall and bouncing in, that sound was bouncing into the worship center. Um, And it was creating a whole lot of problems that when I first came here, I immediately heard, but people were just used to, I'm not saying that, that it wasn't, you know, people were just used to that sound. Um, And so removing those, removing those stage monitors were a good thing, but it revealed more of the issues that we had in the space.
0: That's a great way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Sam, do you think that um, people just laymen, not musicians, once we get the sound system fixed, will they notice a difference when they're in the room?
2: Yeah, I, I would say absolutely so, because based on where you're sitting is not going to change what you hear from, from week to week. Um, you're not going to have a different experience for somebody that's sitting directly in front of the speaker as opposed to somebody who's sitting in between them. So I think that um, perhaps, you know, somebody sitting in your assigned seats as we like to have in (laughs) in Sunday morning service and you have to move somewhere else, you could have a vastly different experience. Um, And we don't want that to happen for guests who are trying us out for a couple of weeks and things like that.
1: Well, I also think that it, I've gotten so many times people say, I can't hear the melody. So Brooke Krause usually sits in the center or on one of those side um, sections right right beside center. And sometimes I would be sitting, everybody knows where I sit when I play cajon and kick drum at the, the right side of the stage at the front. Brooke Krause would be right there in front of me. I'm talking less than 10 feet away. And she could not hear me singing melody. And I would watch her go to the back and ask about it. And there was nothing that the sound person could do because of where she was sitting. She was not, um, one of my worship team members, uh, Laura, she would say where they sit, sat." She said, yeah, I can never hear you singing Ricky. Uh, and do you all know how loud I am?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Okay, so it sounds like um, people will be excited when they hear it because things won't be too loud, too soft, it'll be the same wherever they said. So, um, and I can tell you guys are excited and I, I count this podcast a personal victory because Ricky only called me ridiculous once. And, <laughs> and so yeah, that's lower than average. Um, was there anything else about the sound system you guys wanted to talk about before we shut her down?
1: Yes, I will. I I do want to say we're also getting technology has changed a lot since these these speakers that we have uh, were installed almost 20 years ago. Um, And so the speakers we're getting are the quality of the sound they will produce is just light years above what our speakers can produce. And I'm not expecting everyone to be able to, to make that that differentiation, but I do think most folks will be able to hear that there is just, there is a better separation of frequencies, meaning high frequencies have a better chance of being heard and your high frequencies are where the melody is or where the piano is or where the violin is, or sometimes where the acoustic guitar is. So it just it's just going to be an all around better experience. Now, of course, I, I think that one of the most important musicians in the room is not on the stage, it's the sound person, because the sound person is taking everything that we are doing and putting it together the sound person is like a cook. They take all the ingredients, they put it together, and then they present you a a finished product. That's what the sound person does. And so that's why a trained sound people who know what they're doing and know what they're looking for is so important because it doesn't matter how good or bad the team is. The sound person can, well, it does matter, but the sound (coughs) person, really controls what the congregation is hearing. And now our sound people are just gonna be working with so much better um, material, so much better um, equipment. And so that's really exciting.
0: Yeah, thanks. Sam, anything extra for you?
2: I don't have anything extra out there. I I love what he said. Yeah, providing us with the right equipment is going to allow us to remove a lot of distractions that could come into the service. Um, and so if, if we're well equipped there, then I think those things are gonna happen and people are gonna notice.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's great to think about the distractions. Well, I really appreciate um, all the work that you guys have done in working through what we need to do with sound and doing some research. And uh, I hope that this is something that we can all hear sometime soon. I don't know, I know that's out in the future, but thanks for being with us today.
1: So long. Yeah. And and thank you, Congregation, for all the ways that you give. Um because it is making it is making this this upgrade uh possible. So we love you. We thank you.
0: Hey, good way to end. So long, Sam. All right. See you later. Bye. Bye.